Today's guest is Daniel Feld. He's the founder and CEO of Cura Home. The company is founded on the principles of giving back to others, home safety for families, routine maintenance, and air quality improvements. Hey, dads, these are all things that we need to make sure we foster in our homes, and I know I can do a better job. So as we celebrate National Small Business Week, I asked Daniel to come on the program to share what it's like growing up in a family-owned business and then turning it around and then starting his very own. Daniel, welcome to the show. So great to have you, buddy. Thank you, David. It's an honor to be on. All right, Daniel. So the first thing I want you to I want you to tell us, what is one thing you want the men listening today to take away from our chat today? You know, if anything, I think it's super important to have a work-life balance. One of my golden rules today is that I never miss dinner with my family. It's just not worth it. And so I, you know, it, it's really easy to let work whether you're an entrepreneur or you're in any position to it's all works always going to be there. But for me, I never miss dinner with my family and my wife makes sure that every once in a while I'll get a text that the, uh, the, the, the uh, oven is started or something like that. So I got to hurry home, but that's my golden rule. And, and I can always jump on work afterwards when the kids are asleep or something like that, but I never miss dinner with my family. And that, that rule has served me very well to, you know, my wife and I work as a team to, raise a family. And, and that's, that's kind of my part that I, I don't miss dinner. No, I, I love that. I mean, whether you have your own business or you, 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 know, you work for the man, you work for the government, whatever it is. Right. I mean, it doesn't matter. Getting home and having that family time is so crucial. Most definitely. So tell us about, so you grew up in a family business, right? So can yeah. you tell us about that? What was that like? Yeah, for sure. I grew up small farm, middle of Minnesota here. You probably hear it in my accent. Uh, <laughs> everyone, if they, yeah, if they, if they meet me, they ask if I'm from Wisconsin or Minnesota. But uh, grew up in a small, I have five siblings. Um, my parents were not college educated. And um, by kind of a fluke thing, they, my dad bought my mom a, a dog for Christmas in 1981, a couple of years before I was, I was here. But um, the neighbor's dog came over at a certain point and they had a litter of puppies. And, um, today that's turned into, they've sold a puppy to every state in the U S um, very successful business. But I was along the ride when, you know, I was born in 89 and during that time they started, you know, doing things like trying to sell puppies for like $350. Right. And one thing that I experienced with my family and we were, we, we grew up on like the, the, the 10 for 10 Roma pizzas, ramen noodles, you know, mac and cheese. I mean, that was, that was us, right. There was, there was six of us kids and, and I eat really fast to this day and everyone kind of makes fun of me for it, but so you were prepped for college then. (laughs) Oh yeah. A hundred percent. And, uh, it was, it was really cool to see my parents create a really high quality, you know, product essentially, you know, yeah, they're, they're puppies, but they did so many little things that were different than the next person. And over that time, you'd see people coming back and buying a second dog, you know, seven, eight, nine years later, or, you know, vets starting to refer them all throughout the entire state because they've seen the puppies that they're producing and they continue to raise their prices and sell puppies more and more. And so I've seen puppies sold for $350 today. They're selling them for about 3,900 and they're sold out as far as there's, there's not even a waiting list because it's it's too far. So they, they've had to change their sales process. But the coolest thing that I saw, David, Growing up in a family business is, you know, the way that my family interacted at the dinner table, talking about business, you know, it was always and and seeing how my parents, you know, you'd think it'd be really great, like everyone should be happy buying a puppy, but sometimes there's there's issues, right? Like sure. maybe a puppy gets sick six months in, you know, well, who's responsible for that? But the the number one thing that I watched and I remember my parents 
always doing was hundred percent of the truth, hundred percent of the time. Mm-hmm. And that was, I was helping him do taxes when I was 12. You know, I, I saw opportunities where you could just, you know, it was a little, the, the water's a little muddy, you know, maybe we could do this or do that, but man, my parents and that, that has served them so well. They went from, I would say the lowest side of, of poverty when, when we were young to, yeah, and to now they're, they, they love a really nice, comfortable lifestyle and, and are very giving in, in everything they do. So um, really cool to see that entire uh, period there. You know, it's really interesting. You mentioned the, the dinner table and that discussion when you, how you grew up in the business and seeing it. My wife had a very similar experience. She's an only child and she grew up with her, her parents in the rental business. Mm-hmm. And they started out in Appalachian poverty. And, you know, now they're, you talk about a comfortable lifestyle. You know, they yeah. own a couple of properties. My, my father-in-law retired from the government at 55. Yeah, he had to serve in a little thing called the Vietnam War, but hey, yep. he made it. And right. you know, he, got, he got a chance to build on that, on that together. And they, 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 really built, they really built a relationship on that mutual struggle coming out of poverty. And then sure. you know, they see folks who, they, they have the opportunity to rent to folks who are in a similar state that they were in and give them a leg up. So that, that's right. what I love about it. And you, you, you yeah. get to turn it around. That's a beautiful thing about business and the American dream. You get to turn it around and pass it on to somebody else. Most definitely. So tell us about helping your parents build their dream as a young man. What did, what did that do for you? And how did it cultivate the desire for giving back, for entrepreneurship and the like? Yeah, for sure. I grew up, my dad, my dad had a job in town and he was a manager and that's kind of how he ran our family. Uh, I remember, I think I was about eight is one of my earliest memories, but running out barefoot, we had to clock in by 8am in the summer, right? Which seems really simple now, but boy, when you're eight, it's like, it was, it was like pulling teeth. And I remember sprinting out barefoot, trying to clock in by 8am so that I wasn't in trouble. Uh, We were on a very healthy basis, disciplined as, as kids, which was, which was good. And, and uh, growing up through that, we, what it did for me was it it taught me self-discipline, right? Like, like there's, there's no such thing as easy money. Like you, you got to work for it. And like when we, when, you know, the entire country, the entire world went through COVID in 2020, like right away through that, I went back to those core principles of like, if you're willing to work, you're always going to be okay. And that's what I saw through my parents because they ran that, our little family, like a business, we had to punch in and and punch out. And we got, we got paid every few weeks. And I, I think it was like three or four bucks an hour, but you know, Hey, that was, that was awesome for what we did, but we ran our entire house, like a little mini business. We had postcards or a little uh, post notes of the day of the week, what we had to do. And my dad would come home for lunch and you better hope that your jobs were done. And, and, but sometimes as you got older, the day got longer. So it was a balance of like, I have to get enough done so that like I, you can tell I'm doing something, but not too much so that he assigns more by the time he gets home by four or five o'clock. So being part of them helping build their dream, I think instilled a ton of confidence in me today to help me be an entrepreneur and take some of those risks that that people take because you saw it happen and you start to understand the way like a tax write-off is, you know, the, the, the way all these little things that maybe your typical child or the, the school system maybe doesn't teach about in your typical K through 12 uh, um situation. So that was really, really rewarding for me to, to see them, you know, now essentially be very successful, but also to watch them give back. They, they like, um, in different ways will donate dogs to a charity, like a, like to like a gala or something. that will be like a silent auction. And I've watched them raise like tens of thousands of dollars for charities that they support. And it's, it's just so awesome. It, It really makes you proud, even though I'm not 
really involved in their business anymore. It's like, wow, you guys are, it's so awesome that you're able to, to do that similar to your in-laws giving back to people. It's my, my dad always, he's well known for saying as your, as your income increases, you shouldn't change your standard of living, but your standard of giving. And I, I just, I love that because yeah, like you don't need to get a newer vehicle or, or this or that, you know, continue giving. And um, my mom always says like, God's shovel is way bigger than ours. Like no matter what we give, he always provides more. And that's, that's, they, they live and breathe that every day. Amen to that. And then, excuse me, he's going to be more willing to give more to those who are giving to others. Cause that's, that's the whole point. You know, it's the giving of the talents. You don't bury them. You don't keep them. You don't, you don't build a bigger barn to store your grain. I remember one of the, one of the, one of the saints said that the, that the bellies of the poor are where Mm -hmm. you should be putting your grain. That's where you should be putting your money. Right. (laughs) The bellies of those that need it. So I love that. Well, guys, we're going to we're going to take a moment right now. Thank our sponsors. But when we come back, we're going to chat more with Daniel Felt on how his faith impacts his business. We're going to be right back. Hey, guys, are you having trouble with your business? You want to boost your revenue and profits? I have the right business coach for you. Joseph Warren. He's a top Christian and business podcaster who also appeared on Dad Devotionals. And I know he can help you clear your path get out of your own way, and move forward. Let Coach Joe blow up the business rocks stuck in your head. Text Coach Joe plus your best email address to 717-913-5671, and I'll personally connect you with Joseph Warren. It's time to man up. Text me now, 717-913-5671. Let's do this. Okay, we're back with Daniel Felt. He's the founder and CEO of Cura Home. Daniel, how has your faith impacted what you do with Cura? You know, I I think similar to watching my parents build their business and seeing that there's always an opportunity to like take a shortcut or things like that. Mm. I think my ultimate goal, Dave, when you look at like what like what is the point of of life, right? Like you get really deep into this philosophical things. And I was listening to a guy who I really respect one time speak at, at church and it was a, a men's group. And he's like, my ultimate goal, like whatever happens here, it's like, when I show up to the golden gates, it's like, well done, good and faithful mm. servant. Amen. And, and it's like that, that like hit me so hard. It kind of like gives me a little bit of goosebumps right now, but like, and, and with that, you talk about like storing the grain and things like that. And God gives all of us different talents, right? Like, what does that look like to you? What does that mean? And, and to me, I think if you're not, using those God-given talents, whatever it might be, maybe you're going to be, you know, the best garbage man in the world or the best, whatever, right? Maybe you're going to be the best stay-at-home dad, the best volunteer, or you're going to be the best CEO. There's all different incomes. It doesn't matter about the money. It's like, if God gave you a gift, you've got it, you've got to use it. And, and so that when you show up, it's not like, you know, I really wish you would have used this one thing. You could have impacted like a hundred more people. And so for me in running a business, you know, sometimes it's your, there's not always a huge opportunity to like share your faith or whatever. But my goal is always like, I, I want people to say, there's something different about Daniel. Like why, why does he have a smile on his face at 6am? Or like, why is he happy? Like, how does he feel confident about, about this? And that really gives you opportunity to say, you know what, there's, there's a bigger thing here than just us trying to make a couple bucks at the end of the week. So that's a huge one for me, but also the way you treat your customers, you know, I had a guy who, um, I always love doing like exit interviews. You hate to see a guy leave an employee leave, but boy, it gives you a huge chance to get feedback. 
And I loved it. I had a guy here for three years. He had a huge career steps in those three years I was here and, and set him up for the next great big thing. But the biggest thing they said to me is I thought I knew what customer service was when I started working here, but he's like, I really truly learned what it meant to take care of your clients working wow. here. This guy was my ops manager. I mean, he saw, he saw the ins and outs, like everything. And I just love that, that someone who, who's kind of your right-hand person is seeing that, Hey, like this is the way you treat other humans. And, and so using your faith and, you know, it, it helps that you've got the, your, your role models, your parents to see the way that they do it and they know it works. But I'd say the last thing that, that really helps you is like on the outside, I think a lot of businesses look really great, mm-hmm. but on the inside, it, it's terrifying. I heard a guy say the other day, he's like, I'm a dad, I'm a this, I'm a this, I'm a that. He's like the hardest thing I've ever done is scale a business. And it's, it's frightening. It's so yeah. scary. And if you don't have a firm foundation a church family, a, a stable, you know, support system at home, things like that. I don't know how you can succeed. Like I, I imagine it would be insane, but like for me, I know when I come home, even if I have like the worst day, my wife's going to be like, that's all right. You got it. Like, you know, and, and my son has no idea. He, he runs up, he's one and a half and he doesn't care what my day was like. He's, <laughs> he's ready to see me. And, and so, you know, having, having that faith and knowing that, Hey, like it's a bigger thing than just today. Like it's okay. If, if you got a bad review, you got to, make it right with that customer. Like it's, you got to get to the end line of using your gifts and, and walking the walk, you know, don't just talk to talk, like really do all the things that you're supposed to be doing. So that at the end of the day, it's well done, good and faithful servant. And that's going to look different for every single person. To me, it's using your God-given talents to do your best day in and day out. You know, it's interesting. Two things come to mind. First, the, the concept of generational sin, but I think it's even more so it's not talked about generational virtues being passed on. And I, I, I can see that with your parents, you, and I, and I know you're going to do the same thing with your kids. For sure. Uh, the second thing that, that I thought about was, I can't remember his last name. I don't know why, but uh, my, my son is, is very big into golf and um, hmm. the master, he, he watched the masters all weekend and Scotty, is it Schaefer? Is that was his last name? I can't I remember. Think, yeah. Something like that. That's right. Well, his whole story, he, he's also a man of faith. And I remember his, one of the things was one of the, the things they did on him said that it, his wife was, the same way, you know, coming home, it's okay if you had a bad round. It doesn't, it doesn't matter. You're, mm-hmm. The bigger point is that you're doing this for his glory. Mm-hmm. You know, you're, 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 on a, you're on a platform. Daniel, you're on a platform to spread the good news by just being a beacon, being, you know, in where I'm an Orthodox Christian, we call it, we say everyone is an icon of Christ. Mm-hmm. You're being an icon. You're being an icon in the world to, uh, for people to point to and say, Oh, now I understand why Daniel's different. Now I understand why Scotty's different. Now I understand why you guys out there are different. Yeah. Uh, so I, I, I love that. And it, it really leads and really sets up the next question. You know, tell us about your family. I know you, you got some, you got some young, young ones uh, roaming around. Yeah. Uh, minor, minor six and four. So we're not too far removed, even though right. it feels like it's sometimes where you were. But so how are you showing up as a husband and father on a daily basis? And then you know, talk to us about a, a couple of years from now when your kids are older and maybe in their teens. Where do you, how do you see this playing out for your for you as a as a dad? Yeah, for sure. Right now, uh, my wife and I have. I feel like I feel like it's the best, but I'm sure other people have really great relationships. But I feel like my wife and I have a really great relationship right now. And and her job is essentially to to take care of our son during the day, mm-hmm. and and that's her role. And and my son Weston is he'll be two in July, so he's he's rock and roll. And we've got number two on the way in August, so we're we're Congrats. right on stage where. <laughs> evenings are like assembling crib number two and, and things like that. So all that fun stuff. Yep. Uh, but right now, the, the way that 
I view it as, Hey, you know, during the day, you know, eight to five, my job is to, to run cure a home at the best that I can. And, and she's raising the family and she takes it really seriously. Like, you know, she's gotten into like, Hey, you know, this type of food is, is better. Like this brand of rice or whatever it might be, wow. right. Getting the details of, and so she takes it on. My role is to equip our family to be healthy and, and efficient. And, and so it'll, it gets pretty deep. Like sometimes it'll be a different deodorant that has or doesn't have aluminum or things like that. Right. So she's gotten, you know, into that stuff to, to make sure that our family is, is really healthy. But then once, once I get home now, it's a team effort, right? Like, it's not like she's always doing, um, you know, always, uh, getting him ready for bed or things like that. We, we split it most realistically. She probably does more than I do because she's a saint, but we try to split some of that stuff. 50, 50. I do little things. Like I know that he's going to get up right around six 37 on, on Saturday. And, and I've learned that I need about one hour less of sleep than my wife. So I just get up, you know, and we have some father son time and that's, that's really fun. Sometimes in the summer it's outside throwing rocks in the driveway or things like that. But, um, you know, we're always kind of hanging out and it's kind of fun to have some bonding time for us, just us hanging out and, and doing our thing. So I think of it as, you know, Hey, eight to five, we each have our jobs, mm-hmm. but, but it's a team effort to raise a family. And, and, and that, that means that sometimes there's a blowout diaper and you got to take care of it. And, uh, and that's, that's okay. So I remember but, those. Yeah. Yeah. There was, there was one last night actually. So oh, that was, man, God bless you. Yeah. And, and it's like, boy, I, if I have one thing, I, I get like a little gaggy, you know, like it's, it's a, it's a little bad and I judgment here. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's a mental thing. Like I can do this, like just, just talk through it, keep going. So yeah, but, but it's fun. You you need a coach to coach you through there. Almost. It's, it's a psych, it's a, you gotta be psyched up. Like we can do it. It, It's the smell usually lingers in the room for about five, (laughs) 10 minutes until I'm fully committed to like, all right, let's do this. (laughs) I love it. But yeah, notice what he said there, guys. He said it twice, team effort, make sure you and your wife are a team and it's not just her doing stuff or whatever. Cause I know I I, am guilty of it too. Um, even though I I work from home, uh, exclusively, but nowadays, but, uh, (laughs) Yeah, no, I, I do got to make sure that I'm pitching in when the, the hours are the hour, the, the daytime hours are up and uh, it's, it's kid activity time. We're usually going in different directions. Many, For sure. Many times. Um, let's talk about how you're going to pass on the, the concept of a family business and entrepreneurship, especially it, it's different for entrepreneurs in terms of the entrepreneurial mindset. So I know your kids are young, like, like we said, but how are you going to pass on that mindset to them? Yeah, my goal is to really get my kids involved in the business in different ways. So the same way that I worked within the business is getting them involved. You know, we do part of our services. We do about half of it is air duct clean. The other half is that routine maintenance. And let me tell you as as early as it's legal to have that kid on a payroll, to be out there cleaning air ducts, he's going to be out there and he's going to have, he's going to have dust on his elbows and all that good stuff. But I think as, as important as I think to pass on the quality of, of a work ethic, which I think is, is slowly disappearing from each generation. Sure. I also want to pass on the knowledge and and the benefits of of owning a business. I for some reason there's like a like a psych around that being an entrepreneur or starting your own business is terrifying. And yeah, it's a journey for sure. But like if you the same way that if you're gonna do anything, if you were like, let's let's dumb it down to changing the oil on your vehicle. Well, if you don't even know where the motor is, yeah, this is a terrifying thing. But you watch a few YouTube videos, you maybe talk to your neighbor who's changed oil before, and all of a sudden things start to make sense yeah. and you can do it. And and so for me, it's it's passing on the the knowledge of, hey, here's the benefits, right? Like, for example, business write-offs. 
that's the concept that I think a lot of people maybe don't understand the benefits of your father-in-law's and in, your in-laws are in real estate, right? The tax advantages of that and, and knowing that it's not maybe about how much you you make and, and things like that. And it's it's using those that that strategy of making sure that they're they're informed and and prepped to run a successful business. However, I think what I'm also thinking about with my kids is you don't have to be an entrepreneur. Like I'm not gonna, I really want to make sure that I'm not saying if you don't, if you're not an entrepreneur, you're, you're a failure. So it's really right. keeping that balance. Um, we for the first time are discussing like maybe we want to homeschool our kids, you know. Mm. I think my wife is super smart. I think she would do a really great job at it. So we're, we're, it's always kind of a balance of like, what's best for them. And really like when you're, you know, 18, 19, 20, how are we equipping you to be successful in, in the world? And, and what does success look like? You know, there's always open-ended questions that success to one individual is going to be completely different to the other. Absolutely. But I mean, the, the whole point is instilling the, the ideals, the mindset, mm-hmm. right? I mean, you know, for me, I learned it by reading Rich Dad, Poor Dad. And then also, you know, seeing what my wife did and and talking to her parents and everything, you know, she was, she, when she was a little girl, she helped them out and cleaning out the the rental properties when somebody would, would move on to the net, to their next home. So I I can appreciate wanting to get the kids involved early, but it's, Hey, you know what? It's it's not for everybody, but at the same, at the same time, it's important to understand at least some element of the tax code. I mean, we're talking about, uh, you know, small business week here with the, Small business administration. I mean, one of that's one of the best things that you can do is get connected with somebody that can uh, that can at least teach you the basics and say, okay, yeah, maybe it's not for you, but here's what you're missing out on in case you want to do something. You know, for me, it's it's an online business, so you know, there's not a lot of startup capital, but it's it's been able to have I've been able to have uh, make enough money to generate a nice side business for the family, side income. Mm-hmm. We put in a basement with that money, we put in yeah. a, a patio with that money, and it pays for some of the kids' activities. Right. It's not my full-time job, but hey, it helps. So maybe it, maybe yeah. that works for your family. So don't completely discount it because like you said, Daniel, it seems a little scary. Right, for sure. <laughs> um, speaking of not being scared, it's now time for my favorite segment of the of the program. It's called the Fatherhood Five. So it's kind of like a hot seat, So, but it's okay. I, I'll walk you through it. It's, it's going to be a lightning round. Just, so just think quick answers. First thing that comes to mind, you get about you know, 15, 30 seconds to answer. Are you ready to go? I'm ready. All right. First, what's the most rewarding thing about being a father? Oh, man, when you walk in the door after a long day's work and your kid comes running up and their arms are are there and, and they're just starting to say, Dada, oh, that's that is so rewarding. Got to be my favorite part. I love that. <laughs> what about the most difficult thing about being a father? Uh, knowing like when to discipline, you know, when when do you say no or when do you let them like carefully get into danger, things like that. So it's knowing those, those like gray areas of like, when do you definitely say this is a no, but I also want you to learn a lesson. A lot of gray areas in there. I totally thought you were going to say the exploding diaper, but okay. <laughs> for me, for me, that's the most difficult. <laughs> um, okay. So how do you react? And I know your, your, yours are still a little bit young, so it's, it's, mm-hmm. it's a, it's a balance, but how do you react when one of your kids does something wrong? You know, for me, I think it was the easiest way, like two weeks ago, really struggling with when I leave the house, right? Like throwing a fit and then the cry turns into a scream, not acceptable at our house. And I got down on his level and I I just said, we don't do that in this house. You don't cry. I'm going to come back. And he, he has no idea what I'm saying, but I think just showing him that like, I, I hear you, I see what you're saying. We don't do this. 
And since then, he he's literally he like waves me goodbye as I'm leaving. Like he kind of gets it that like, okay, you're gonna come back. And I think like taking a moment, I was late to a meeting that day because I I spent some extra time talking to my son. And it's so worth it because now I'm I leave the house and it's peaceful when I'm leaving. I'm like, how nice like I I can walk behind. So taking the time just to 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 assess the situation. Every single person I've ever met with, if I tell you that I'm a few minutes late because I was saying goodbye to my wife or son, they're like, absolutely no problem. <laughs> no, I love that. I also like how you got on his level mm-hmm. because, you know, a lot of times we're talking top down. Yeah. But when you get on, when you get on their level and you're just there eye to eye and, you, you know, you can see to look directly in, 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 their, in their eyes and just say, daddy's coming back. For it's sure. okay. Right. I'll be back. You don't have to worry. Yeah, exactly. and like you said, even though they may not understand, it's it's just the action. I think yeah. that connection on a human level, on a soul level. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I love that. Name a business that you admire, other than Cura or your parents. Uh, that's uh, yeah, that's a good one. My brother owns a uh, window cleaning holiday company. The guy is crazy successful. Um, I really have a lot of respect for him. I have a lot of business mentors in my life. I I've learned that the best way to get something from someone is just ask, right? So I get, I get so much free information. Like, how have you been challenged? You know, same thing that you're doing today, David, right? Ask, 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 you learn so much. So, but my brother has, has been in business since 2007. So he's a few years ahead of me and we have a friendly competition going on, on growing our businesses, (laughs) but I really respect uh, what he does and how he does it. Oh man, quite the entrepreneurial family. That is awesome. Okay. Last one. Give us a Bible verse you're meditating on lately. Ah, that's really good. It was actually the one that you just brought up about, you know, making sure like using, using the gifts that God gave you. Mm-hmm. I literally was just talking because my parents were asking me why I was doing something. And I was talking exactly about that. And I brought up how God wants to use your gifts on what you're using and how, you know, the person who buried their gift was not rewarded. So that'd be a big one for me, making sure that use your God given gifts and talents. He wants you to go boldly about it. I would rather try and fail than be 65, 75, 85 and look back and be like, you know, I wish I would have tried that. So use the gifts that God has given you. I love that, man. Such great advice. And you know, it's perfect. I I do feel like many times, or probably all the time, God is leading these conversations in many ways. The Holy Spirit's with us. And, uh, you know, we are are brothers in Christ. So I, I, I love it, man. Look, we are just about out of time. You've been an awesome guest, but I want to give you a chance to tell us where we can connect with you, learn more about Cura Home, and also your story. Yeah, for sure. Connect with us on social media. We post like crazy. Uh, we've got two full-time staff that are posting on all the things, uh, TikTok and Instagram and LinkedIn. Follow us there. Um, if you're interested in learning more about um, Cura Home, we actually have franchises available that, um, that if you're interested, you think it's a cool story. We currently service about 560 routine maintenance clients in Minneapolis Metro. We're also located in Denver, Dallas, and Atlanta. Um, Connect with me on LinkedIn. I love networking with people. I love hearing people's story. It's always great to connect. Awesome, man. Well, thanks so much, Daniel. Look, may God grant you and your family many blessed years together and uh, take care. And I look forward to big things from you, brother. Take it easy. Thanks to you. Same to you, David. Thank you. Hey, dads. Are you responsible for your household or business finances? If so, check out my website, runthemoney.com. Run the Money is the place for money management tips for saving more, paying off debt, and budgeting. I also give you ideas and information for starting a side business. If you're in between jobs or need a way to get a better handle on your family's money, go to runthemoney.com.
runthemoney.com for free articles on money management. That's runthemoney.com, R-U-N-T-H-E-M-O-N-E-Y, all one word, runthemoney.com. I'll see you there. Thank you for listening to Dad Devotionals. Be sure to text me at 717-913-5671 to join the Devoted Dads community. Do me a favor and share this episode with at least one other person who could benefit. Until next time, take care and God bless.